Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off, hand off Jacobs, has the first down of the big hole, 15-10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz, he is smothered, and brought down, Max Crosby came around for the sack! Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun, back to pass, climbs the pocket, eyes downfield, fires a strike to Devontae at the 25, breaks away 20, 15! 10, 5, dives, touchdown Raiders! And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you in our brand new studio at Lotus Broadcasting. This is a first for me. We are in a brand new studio inside Lotus Broadcasting, the home of Raider Nation Radio. Congratulations to everybody who got this up and running. Really nice. Uh, It's more important to Bobby than it is for me because it's like Bobby got a brand new car and he's trying to figure out how to drive it today. This is exactly what's going on. Not only did Bobby get a new car today, he got a new Tesla or something unique. So something he's not used to driving and he's the best. He's the best in Vegas. Bobby's been running the board and running shows longer than anybody. So he'll figure it out. And it's nice to be here in a new studio and Hey, fresh times ahead, man. What a day for a new studio. Because I got a lot to say today, and I want to say it for the first time in this new studio, which is nice. There's no artwork on the wall yet. So anybody who wants to gift us with something really nice, uh, it's beautiful. So I'm excited to be here, and I do a lot of shows from home, or we have the best studio in the world at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, the Raiders built a really big studio, podcast studio for us. So now we have the opportunity to do two shows from two different studios. Congratulations to Q Myers and Natalie and the whole team here and everybody who got this up and running. It's not hard. It's, it's very difficult in radio to get stuff done just because it's so technically advanced on how you have to do this. So, so far, so good. Welcome into our new studios here with all of our proud partners as we open up the show Uh, My last show of the week, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Florida to visit my mom and dad. If you listen to the show, I'm always talking about my mom and dad, my family. They're both 84 years old. Uh, It's time that I see them more and more, and i got a window here to do it till the end of the week. And then we have our Super Bowl coverage, which will be live from Phoenix. Q and I just had a meeting on that. We'll do Raiders Roundtable, the podcast that's doing really well from there. We'll have a bunch of Raider legends on. And then we'll see what happens in this Raider offseason which is really the focus of the monologue brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. No matter where you are, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, no one competes with them. It's the best 64-plus taverns. They own the Strat, Arizona Charlies. Uh, There's always a deal. There's always a hookup. PTs fires me up every day, Golden Entertainment, as we open up the show. So you know where I'm going on this. And I'm going to just tell you I've had a lot of conversations before I went on the air today. None of it within the Raiders organization. Nobody. And I'll be sitting down, as I always do, with Mark Davis, Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, and the players that are there. So I don't have breaking news. I'm not here to judge everybody else's work, their columns, what they write, what they want to do. But if you've been listening to me 
for 24 minutes or 24 years, you know that the information I get is pretty accurate. You might not like it. You might not agree with my personal opinions on the information that I have. I know that. But the information I get here is pretty accurate. I don't like to break news on the death of athletes or players. I don't like to break news. If I wanted to, could I sit there and whine and say, give me the story first? I would never do that. I'm not, I, that's not part of my DNA. I don't care who breaks the story first. My goal is to do the best job I can on the radio with accurate information and run a show where you, no matter where you're listening, feel like you're a part of it. And that's something I'm proud of. You're always a part of this show. Always. On the internet, via streaming, over the phones, obviously on social media, until you get out of bounds, and then we have to remove you from it. But if you're not out of bounds and everybody shows respect, it's really an interactive radio show where everybody's opinion counts, right or wrong. And I'm often wrong, and I don't get paid to be right or wrong. I get paid to have opinions. So we open up with what I believe is one of the biggest topics in Raider history, all time, dating back to the founding of this franchise in 1960 and all the great moments in Raider history. It's one of the most important Topics that could explode onto the scene or fizzle and go away. Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady going to be the next quarterback of the Raiders or not? Well, a lot of people have different opinions on this. And I got a head start on it last night. I was on live every Sunday night's my biggest show of the week. No doubt, my biggest radio show the entire week. And I do anywhere from 11 to 12 radio shows most of the time. About eight this time of year. And last night I was on the air when Brady lost. And the way he lost that game. And Dak Prescott, what a game by the Cowboys. And then the phones opened up and people, even before the game ended, because Tampa Bay got blown out, about the future of Tom Brady. And I heard it all. I heard it all. I heard people breaking down his marriage. People called me in on real estate. People called me and just checked in on everything that you could talk about. I took about nine or ten calls in about the last hour of my show. And I li- it was a doozy. It was a doozy. Everybody is all over the place on this topic, which really makes for good sports radio. It makes for a compelling topic when all of us don't know what the hell's going to happen. And we're trying to guess. And we're trying to figure out what's going to be the next move for the Raiders. So that's really what the offseason is until Tom Brady says, no. A, I'm retiring. B, I'm going to Miami. C, I'm going to Las Vegas. D, I'm going back to Tampa, which I doubt. And then there's always a wild card. There's always something we're not thinking about that could be there. He can go to Nashville. He can go to San Francisco. If Brock Purdy loses, God forbid he gets hurt, something happens. So anything could happen here. But Las Vegas is the odds-on favorite to get Tom Brady because of the relationship with Josh McDaniels, the fact that the organization needs to get back to the playoffs. I mean, it's go time around here if anybody hasn't noticed. It's go time. Okay, so if it's go time, there is an elevated sense of urgency from myself for you and everybody else around here. Tom Brady is great for urgency. He's won 35 playoff games. How many playoff games has this organization won since Rich Gannon? How long? How many children have been born? How many grandchildren have been born? How many parents have passed away? How many people have moved from one market to the other? You see where I'm going with this? Tom Brady is the greatest NFL insurance policy in the history of the NFL. Now, do you have insurance on your car, your home? I do. But do I have insurance on 
other things around? Do I have, like, insurance on my pool motor from my swimming pool? I should. It always seems to break down. Do you have insurance on your home warranty or all that? No, you probably have the basics. Do you have life insurance? What type of insurance do you have in your life? Tom Brady is the ultimate insurance. With him, you have a much better opportunity to win than without him. Period. I don't even care if you have Matthew Stafford who wins the Super Bowl once every 12 years. Patrick Mahomes has got one. Brady's got seven. So when you look at this, the answer is obvious. Tom Brady gives you a better chance to win than any player who has ever played professional football, including the GOATs who I believe at the positions are Lawrence Taylor, who's got two Super Bowls. Right? You go back to the greatest quarterback of all time before Brady, Joe Montana with four. You go to Jerry Rice, the GOAT, the legend, and you start looking around. The insurance policy is Tom Brady. But Raider fans don't think that way. The Raider fans are angrier, more volatile, and more intense than most fan bases for a number of reasons. One, most of it's positive. Most because it's a notorious fan base used to winning that's had the greatest players in the history of the game playing in the biggest games. Al Davis said that because it was true. The greatest players do a roll call at the Hall of Fame in the greatest games. Name the games. You can all name them. And the Raiders have a brand that's global. So, But Raider fans right now are triggered. They're on edge. They all need a vacation like I do. Y'all agree with me? Raise your hand. Beep your horn if you're driving. You all need a vacation from this season. Because, man, you are triggered. None of you are happy. Even my friends of mine who I see in the Modelo Cantina or at the Black Hole, nobody's walking around with a smile, ready to go, optimism. Everybody is critical, and the word is triggered. And then you throw, you sprinkle in a little Tom Brady over the top, and then you wonder about Aaron Rodgers, and then you go around this league, and Lamar Jackson is in play. So I think it's appropriate as we open up this brand-new studio here at Lotus Broadcasting that as I told people today, we open up the door now for Tom Brady. The door has now been open. What comes through that door, I have no idea. It's kind of like a nightclub. You know, you open up the nightclub, there's a line outside of people. I use that as topics. And outside in line of all these topics are people that have completely different opinions on all this. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months and your impact on this flagship radio station on how you believe your voice should be heard because you know they listen to my show inside and outside the building. We have the premier advertisers in town, and everybody wants to know what the Raiders are going to do, and I don't have the answer just yet. And I don't know where the cliff is, as Bobby always tells me my whole career. Don't, don't walk up close to the cliff, man. One of these days you're going to fall over the cliff. I'm not going to the edge of this cliff. I don't know what McDaniels and Ziegler wants. I don't know what Mark Davis wants. Okay, I, I know a lot. I know Mark pretty well. I don't know what Mark wants right here. I got to sit down and talk to them all and find out what's happening, or maybe I'll just stay away and wait for other people to try to figure it out and then run a fast-paced radio show. But as we begin, here's my opinion on Tom Brady. You go after Tom Brady and you try to make Tom Brady the next quarterback of the Silver and Black, with parameters. You look for a hometown deal. You don't pay top dollar for him. You're getting one of the greatest vehicles, cars, homes, pieces of real estate, boats around the world, however you want to look at it, but you do not pay retail for Tom Brady at 45. You have to get a friendly deal in Vegas for his friends who are 
no doubt about it. I know he's friends with Mark Davis. He's met him a few times, but he's friends with Josh McDaniels. They're, they've been in the room more than Brady was in the room with his wife. I mean, they're in the room for all those Super Bowls. Those guys got a good relationship. So if Josh McDaniels is able to convince Tom Brady to come here to be the quarterback, going into the Super Bowl year of Las Vegas, I'm all in. If it turns out they kick the tires, they look at the deal, and they find out as an organization that they'd like a younger quarterback in the draft, and they got to figure out a way for it to get from number seven inside the top five and do all that, I kind of like that deal a lot because I think the Raiders have an opportunity in this upcoming draft to get themselves someone who could play at the level of Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, a lot of those guys who went outside the top ten. Remember when they went. Look at the draft, and I have the notes here in front of me with Josh Allen. Look where Lamar Jackson went at the end of the first round. Look where Patrick Mahomes went outside the top ten. They're inside the top ten. Maybe they can find that generational talent. But when it comes to Brady for radio and content and our advertisers and partners here, Nothing would be bigger in the history of Las Vegas than Tom Brady's introductory press conference if Tom Brady was at Allegiant Stadium or the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and they lifted up a silver and black jersey that said Brady on the back. Nothing would be bigger in the history of Las Vegas where the Raiders now reside. Period. No debate on that topic. And if they're able to do that, then the hype, the train will leave the station and the hype will be glorious to the point will be the toughest ticket. It's already a tough ticket, but it'll be the most expensive, toughest ticket in all of the NFL in the history of this league. And the Raiders would have a puncher's chance, puncher's chance with Brady to go from a six-win team to the Super Bowl because that's what he did with Tampa. And again, the Raiders have flaws. they got to fix the entire defense. Brady would have to bring an offensive line with them. I mean, literally. Literally, he'd have to get off the plane with one offensive lineman with him on top of the Raiders restructuring their offensive line and getting other players. Second topic in regards to Tom Brady. Be very careful what you say because as I tweeted this earlier today, and you'll hear it, Stephen A. Smith called into my show last night. He's by far the biggest name in all the media. No one's close. No one's making the money. No one has the format. He's on Good Morning America today and all of this. And we talk mostly about you know, the Dallas Cowboys winning. But be very careful, as I tweeted out this morning, because from last night into this morning on the debate shows and sports talk radio, as I tweeted, today has a chance to be the dumbest day in sports talk radio history. And I got first shot at it last night, debating the future of Tom Brady. From fans saying he was washed to those discussing his ex-wife. Buckle up as the debaters are ready to make a mockery of this topic. This has an opportunity in 24 hours to be the dumbest day in sports radio history. You are going to have people who have never thrown a football in their life, never played in a football game, and they're going to tell you that Tom Brady is washed. That's the new term for the young kids. They don't say washed up. They say he's washed. Tom Brady. He's won 35 playoff games and seven Super Bowls, and people are going to judge him for what he did last night. So as I'll say this again in the second hour. Do you remember the last round of golf that Jack Nicklaus ever played? The last round? No, no one could. Does anybody remember the last game Michael Jordan ever played in? There's not one person who can hear my voice that can say that. Does anybody remember anywhere in their life the last game Wayne Gretzky ever played? By far the greatest hockey player of all time, all time, what uniform he was wearing and where he played that game? No chance. So those are the greatest of all time. Brady's the same thing, but everybody remembers his last game. It was last night. 
and it wasn't very good. So people are judging his entire career on one game last night against a team that was better than him, that had better players, and they're judging Brady going forward on that one game. Not the Super Bowls, not the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, not two weeks ago when he threw three touchdown bombs to Mike Evans, or even last night when he threw one of the greatest passes I've ever seen him throw the touchdown to Julio Jones. People on God's green earth are calling me, telling me Brady is washed. (laughs) I'm dead serious. I can't make it up. So this is why people are crazy, because they're judging Tom Brady on the last thing that we've seen. And we do that as a society. We judge people on the last time we see them, good or bad. That's why whoever wins the Super Bowl the following year, everybody on their shows say, well, the odds to win the Super Bowl, the team that just won, because it's the last game you watched. And that team played well, so you automatically think they're going to do it again. Often it isn't the case. Ask the Rams. Rams were terrible this year. They won the Super Bowl last year. But they're doing this to Tom Brady. They're not doing this to Joe Flacco. You know, they're not doing this to other quarterbacks who are the same age or younger than Tom Brady. They're actually doing it to the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And someone has to be a part of the sanity police department. And I'll be a sergeant or a captain in that police department. Someone's got to hold the fort together and stop saying that Tom Brady can't do this, can't do that. He's washed up. He'll never be able to do that again because that is utterly ridiculous. And you'll be the dumbest person at the bar or at the tailgate if you start walking around saying Tom Brady's got nothing. Tom Brady threw for over 66% this year. Tom Brady threw for over 4,600 yards. Tom Brady had 25 touchdowns. Anybody see that over here in Vegas? Anybody looking around in Vegas and everybody thinks he had a down year? Really? His whole team was out all year long. His offensive line was worse than the Raiders. Okay? He had a couple of good receivers, not as good as Devontae Adams and Darren Waller last I looked. So with all this here, everybody's sitting here pulling apart Tom Brady like he's a carcass in the desert saying he's over. Not the case. Now, I don't know where he is in regards to going forward. I don't know if he could play at his highest level again. I don't know if he could play at 80%. Anything over 60 to 70% of Tom Brady is the best that's walked in this franchise since Rich Gannon. With all due respect to Derek Carr, who I've praised Derek Carr on this radio show, a 70% Tom Brady's better than Derek Carr at his best. Period. Because he's the GOAT, he's Brady, no one reads the defense better, no one is a better leader, no one holds people more accountable, and no one gets everybody to rally more so than Tom Brady. So that's the monologue. I'd like to hear from you on what you think. What does your gut feeling tell you today? Because this is the first day that we've opened up the door to the Brady topic. I think there are a lot of other topics just as important with the Raiders, really just as important. The offensive line, the defensive coordinator, the defense. uh, How do you get help? The draft, maybe drafting a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, very important. I had a great friend of mine today say, if you had to choose between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, who would you choose? I'd say Rodgers all day. But the problem is you got to give up a draft pick and you got to pay Aaron Rodgers $50 million, he won't budge on it. Tom Brady might budge on the price because he's got all the money in the world and he might just want to play for his friend Josh McDaniels. So all of these are really topics that are spinning around in my mind. I'm sure they're spinning around in your head too. And your opinion isn't wrong, 
Your opinion isn't wrong unless it's so extreme, so extreme to me that you think Brady sucks. If you think he's that bad, please don't call me. There's plenty of shows before me and after me because I can't, I cannot handle that level of ignorance. I can't do it. I can put up with a lot. I can't put up with that. But everything else is pretty wide open to me. So I wanted to get that in here and talk about Brady because everybody's talking about it today. And how bad would it be if Las Vegas didn't lead that topic? Like you got guys in Bristol. You got people sitting in L.A. You got people who don't know anything about Vegas. They don't know the lineup here. They don't know our roster. They don't know you fans. They think you're crazy fans. You're all violent. You're crazy. They mock you. They kick you when they're down, unlike this show that praises you and tries to tell you how good you are. So do we want to lead on this topic or do we want to follow? 702-365-9200. If you want to lead on this topic, be a leader. Prepare your phone call. Prepare your tweet. Represent the organization as a fan and say something that makes sense. Just don't be out, out off the reservation just saying lunatic fringe stuff about Tom Brady. That wouldn't be fair to Tom Brady. It wouldn't make you look bad because you'd be criticizing the greatest of all time having a, a year that was pretty good. A lot of people know, but the last game wasn't very good. Let's go back to the game and for Dak Prescott. I thought Dak Prescott played great. Those first two drives, it looked like they were going to get blown out. Couldn't move the ball. Couldn't complete a pass. But once he got into the rhythm, Prescott was fantastic. Goal to go from the three, and Prescott's going to throw it in the left side of the end zone, and it's Gallup behind the defender. Touchdown! Touchdown, Cowboys! Uh, Cowboys radio on these calls. They ended up winning 31-14. to Again, Dak Prescott combined for five touchdowns. It was the first road playoff game they've won since 1992 in San Francisco against Troy Aikman. Okay, Troy Aikman against San Francisco back in the day. That's, a, that's one of the longest droughts we've ever seen, and they're America's team. That's America's team, everybody. That's not the Jaguars, right? That's not the Jaguars or the Lions. That's America's team that hasn't won in that long. So that was pretty incredible to me. They really played a game, and they executed that passing game, and they made that Tampa defense look lost. Can you remember a time that the Tampa defense – the vaunted Tampa 2, their defense in general couldn't cover anybody. Guys were running all over the place. Guys were an absolute mess. And Dak was just picking them apart all over the place. I mentioned Tom Brady's great throw. The throw he made to Julio Jones was incredible. For those who were saying Brady's, quote, washed, this ball was one of the best balls I've seen any quarterback throw all year. Brady drops deep, looks deep, throws the ball down the far sideline, receiver in the area. It's a caught ball. Is it caught? Held on to. Is it a touchdown? Oh, Julio. Julio Jones with a touchdown grab. Great fingertip catch in the far corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Where are you? Yeah, it's been a while since they got something going. That was a beautiful ball. Unbelievable ball by Brady to Julio Jones. About as good of a pass as you can throw. Arm talent, accuracy, everything was right there. Now, can he do that as often as he did when he was 35 or 28 years old? Probably not. But that just showed you how good of a player he is and how great he is and accurate he is and everything that Tom Brady's done your whole life. So that should give you an idea of how good Brady is. Uh, after the game, Brady talked about coming up short, what the team was able to do all year long, but they weren't able to win this playoff game. You know, we lost tonight. It was, it's a team sport, so never considered any individual things like that. You know, obviously we came up short as a team, and that's really all that matters. That's all I've really cared about was team success and you know how well we did as a team and how well we performed under pressure, and tonight was obviously not one of our best nights. 
Greatest leader in the history of the NFL. Absolutely. Knows how to handle a loss with dignity. Knows everything he says. He can handle the organization. He can put an organization on his back, which we all know to be true. And then finally, the end of the press conference is what everybody's talking today about today. It was a little bit cryptic about Brady saying goodbye to the local media, everybody in attendance, like he's not going to come back to Tampa Bay. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and um, you know, hopefully um, – you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Very emotional year for him. He had a divorce that went on during the season that closed. You know, most people I know that have been divorced, it takes a year or two to get divorced. They're separated for a year. The lawyers are fighting over money. Tom Brady snapped his fingers with his wife, got divorced during the season. We knew he had marital problems at the start of the season. I don't know. I think what's going to be compelling also about this conversation, what, is he, what does he want to do with his lifestyle? I think he wants to play more. A lot of people do too. I don't believe in this Fox broadcasting thing that much. I think there are people are much better than him. It's going to take a while for that to be good. The Miami thing is the, is the thing that jumps out at me the most. I, I really believe he probably always wanted to be a Dolphin down there. I still believe he thinks he can win in that division going up against Buffalo because Miami was close. Did you see that Miami-Buffalo game? Imagine if they had Tom Brady, the difference there. But I also like the fit of Vegas. I think Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world. That's not going to change. And for the Brady brand to play for this organization would be pretty cool from his perspective. But we're not in Tom Brady's head. Let's get out to the phones. Appreciate everybody as we begin. Dusty in Vegas right here. Dusty, thanks for calling in. Start us off. Yeah, no, I appreciate the time. First time caller. I just want to say I think it would be an absolute phenom to come to Vegas and Tom Brady, and I don't think anyone would be thinking clearly enough to think of any other option that fit what we are doing here in Vegas. Uh, I listeners' vacation is what type of environment would we want to create that we can for Brady knowing what he's been through, knowing the circumstances he brings to the table and what he's been through outside of football, what could we create for him and what should be the priority on our list to create? Is that the offensive line? Is that the Mm. defense? And I think that's something that as Raider Nation, as we sit here and follow the new regime, Mm. building what they want to create, how can we do that, creating the most best environment for this absolute legend if he was to be here? And I hope to God he is, uh, as an Allegiant mm. Stadium staff employee, I just hope that does happen. Right. But I appreciate the time. I think Thank that's you. an interesting topic today. Yeah. yeah, it is important. Look, first off, if Brady comes here, he's going to come for one reason. Josh McDaniels and their friendship and their working environment. That's it. He's not coming here for another coach. He wouldn't be coming here for another GM. He would only be, And look, he was interested. Reports are Dana White said that he was very interested coming to play for Gruden. And we know that to be true or somewhat true on that issue because Dana White has no need to lie on that issue. But when it comes to Tom Brady, as I said, he, he would not come here unless he had the insurances of a better offensive line. And the Raiders would have Colton Miller. And depending on – Tom Brady would bring one. I, I'm not making that up, by the way. 
Tom Brady would bring an offensive lineman with him from Tampa. You just pick up the phone. One of those four or five would come with him. And then the Raiders are going to get a top offensive lineman in free agency or the draft. That's a lock. So it's not going to be perfect. It wouldn't be perfect. But the fact that the weapons are outstanding is what I believe is the ultimate recruit for Brady. The defense is going to get better naturally because it can't get any worse. Right? This defense isn't going to get worse once they get rid of some of these players, the last of the bunch that they've gotten rid of after Damon Arnett, Jonathan Abram, and some of these other guys who they unloaded. So they're going to bring in better players. But overall, the Raiders are pretty close. Again, I thought the Raiders with this season and the five losses by double digits in the second half were a nine-win team or a ten-win team. That's close enough to come in as a quarterback like Brady and win a Super Bowl or go deep into the playoffs or at least get to the playoffs in a tough division that has Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and they're going to fix that eventually, and they got Patrick Mahomes. So I look at it as glasses half full today, not half empty. If Brady held a press conference and said, I'm retired today, to me the show would be different. It'd be half empty because Brady wouldn't be an option. Every day that we come into these brand-new studios here at Lotus and Brady is an option, it's a good day on the radio, I believe. What else you want me to talk about? Practice squad corners? What do you want me to get into? There's nothing. There's nothing to talk about. It's Brady. It's Max Crosby. It's Josh Jacobs getting a contract extension of franchise tag. Brady trumps them all. Brady's bigger than Josh Jacobs, bigger than Devontae, bigger than anybody. And he's in play in Las Vegas. And everybody's talking about it everywhere from Bristol to Los Angeles. We should be the leaders on this topic at a minimum. And it doesn't have to be pretty, but it's got to be pertinent. And it's got to be timely because we don't know what the timeline's going to look like. Derek Carr spoke at a local church. I watched it all. I think Derek takes the high road. We're still talking about Derek Carr and the Raiders offseason. And then the Raiders going up against the 49ers. I got a lot to say on the 49ers. Buffalo. Man, Buffalo, that was too close for comfort. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas, the newest property on the Strip. Allen back to pass, surveying the field, fires to the end zone to Davis. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown, Buffalo! A 23-yard missile launch by Allen to Davis! Bills Radio on the call. JT back with you in our brand new studios here at Lotus Broadcasting, which I'm thrilled to talk about. We're brought to you by Modelo, a proud partner of the Raiders. Modelo, the Chris Bilsner style lager that sets the standards for authentic Mexican beer. My dad, who has a nice cold beer with me, I'm going to go see him tomorrow in Florida, and we will now drink Modelo's together. Dad actually goes and picks up Modelo's because he supports me, which is great. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'll have a bucket of Modelo's in Naples, Florida, starting tomorrow. And knowing me, they'll be breaking news while I'm gone. Knowing me, they'll be breaking news and something will happen. But uh, I need to get out of here badly, and I'm going to go see Mom and Dad and then come back ready to rock and then on the way to the Super Bowl, which is going to be really exciting. There should be more opinions on Tom Brady and the Raiders starting now. The show started 35 minutes ago. 702-365-9200. What does your gut feeling tell you on that? And again, your gut feeling could be you don't like Tom Brady. You think he's done. You think he's a good value. Maybe you like him at a certain price. I think that would be a relevant conversation. 
eventually, or do you want to go with Jared Stidham and go the younger route? And there's a couple of radio shows that I watch on television, and not all of them are good. They're wrong a lot of times. Someone made a good point today by saying, are we going to have Jared Stidham in a division that has Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert? Or are we going to have Tom Brady to try to compete with that? I think you you have an idea of what my answer is. But Jared Stidham could be the bridge quarterback with a new quarterback, or something miraculous could happen where Stidham can come in and be the starter. All right, let me get to the Chargers, and I've been waiting to talk to you about this for days. I came up with the nickname Boy Blunder. That should be me. I should get paid significant money for that. Someone has, should have a T-shirt by now, Boy Blunder. And what happened to the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly the San Diego Chargers, is the third biggest choke in the history of the NFL. Think of that. That means Mount Rushmore. As I often remind you, Mount Rushmore has four presidents, not five. And this is on the Mount Rushmore of all-time collapses in NFL history. And it couldn't happen to a better guy than Boy Blunder, Brandon Staley. Stanley is a terrible coach. He's probably good in film studies, probably good on the practice field. Uh, the game gets away from him a lot. He's not good. He, he overthinks it. He goes for it on fourth down all the time. He puts his team in a position to lose instead of a position to win more times than not. So they had a 27 nothing lead. That would be the Chargers and lost in that collapse. And there's a lot of blame to go around. But what we find out today is he didn't get the blame. He kept his job today, which I am shocked by that. I thought that Brandon Staley, you could make the case, could have been fired similarly to a guy I like a lot and consider a friend, Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio was fired in the bowels of the Home Depot Center before we got on the plane to go back to Ve- uh, go, go back at the time to Oakland. I thought the same thing could have happened. Dean Spanos could have fired him there in Jacksonville, but be classy if he wanted to be or not and fire him a day later, and he still isn't fired. So the Chargers fired their OC after that because someone had to take the blame for that collapse. Staley is that bad of a coach, and a lot of Raider fans are happy he's going to stay with the Chargers because Raider fans think that that gives the Raiders an advantage that he'll screw it up from time to time. So Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, fired today, and quarterback coach Shane Day. The team announced that earlier today after that collapse. Just an amazing moment in Charger history. Couldn't have happened to another better guy, Joey Bosa, yelling at the officials. He takes an unsportsmanlike conduct. You could say he's to blame for that. But another guy that I want to criticize, who I'm a big fan of, is Justin Herbert. I don't root for Justin Herbert. I work with the Raiders. I want the Raiders to beat him all the time. Herbert's the best young quarterback I've seen since Elway and Marino. I'll stay behind that. He was a part of that collapse. All Herbert had to do was get one more first down in the second half. It could have been with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. It could have been with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. One more first down, which would be him on third and six, running a bootleg, staying in bounds and getting a first down, ends that game. He wasn't smart enough to do that. He wasn't smart enough to avoid Lombardi, who got fired, boy blunder on the sidelines, and look at everyone the way Rich Gannon would and say, I got this, shut up, I'm going to go win this game and do it with my legs. Really shocked by that. I thought Herbert was so good that could never happen to him. Herbert can come from behind throwing these laser beams. I never dreamed and thought that Justin Herbert could lose a 27-point lead. Note, Daniel Jones going into the game, and I got a lot to say on him possibly, not Justin Herbert. 
I think he's almost perfect as a robot quarterback who would not allow that to happen. It also happened to Matt Ryan up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl. He was a part of the biggest Super Bowl collapse. He's an MVP. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen to Matt Ryan. But it happened to Justin Herbert. And the coach didn't get fired. Wow. Really shocked by that. Now we know why that is the case. Dean Smanos... This is the same Spanos family that fired Bobby Marty Schottenheimer for going 14-2 and and losing at home to the Jets, and they didn't fire Brandon Staley. Dean Smanos is very cheap. He doesn't like to spend money. He doesn't want to pay for Staley, who would not get a coaching job after this as a head coach, and paid the difference there. So, And, and he can't afford Sean Payton. He can't for everybody who wants to go into Mark Davis's checkbook. Mark Davis was the leader of paying coaches. He gave $100 million to Gruden. Look what he paid Josh McDaniel. Look what he's paying all these guys and re-signing them for. Don't tell me about Mark Davis. He cuts big checks, especially in this town, but Dean Spanos doesn't do that. So Dean Spanos decided to do it. He's going to keep Brandon Staley, which I think most Raider Nation is pretty happy about. Boy Blunder collapsed even more so than I ever dreamed of. That was fun to see. I had a quick funny story on that. I had two of my buddies who were at the game in Jacksonville, and two friends who know each other, but they were sitting in different sections. And it was 27 to nothing, I got a text from my buddy, and he showed me, he was in his car, he left the game, swear to God. Left the game, he took a picture of the road and said, I'm out of here. And we were brutalizing him all weekend on that text group, about six or seven guys. He left the game. That's how bad it was in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions and still won the game. How dare you, Justin Herbert, lose that game? So that takes a little bit of my edge off on Justin Herbert when I tell you how great he is because that was an epic collapse, and I didn't think he was capable of being a part of that. Chris in West Oakland checking in on the flagship. Hello, Chris. Yeah, I'm glad to see you're going to see your parents. Look, uh, before I give you my opinion on the whole Tom Brady thing, I'm taking – look, in a perfect world, of course – defense will keep scoring, give you enough points. But I'm getting tired of hearing defenses get a pass. Yeah, it would have been great if Herbert would have. Justin Herbert didn't collapse. Their defense coughed up a four-touchdown lead. Not four points, not ten points, not 14 points. A four-touchdown lead. Uh, Justin Herbert, yeah, he could have played better. He could have made a few plays. JT, if my starting pitcher leaves the game up 8 nothing in the fifth inning and they don't score again, it's the bullpen's job to hold the lead. The offense did its job. Now, they didn't do it for the whole game, but if you give a playoff defense a four-touchdown lead, 90% of the blame goes on them. Yes, if he would have scored another touchdown, would have made another couple of plays, they probably would have won. But 90% of this collapse falls on the defense, just like 90% of the collapse in all the Raider games this year falls on the defense blowing 17- and 20-point leads. So let's let's get to Brady real quick. Look, JT, unquestionably the GOAT. You know I've been a big Brady fan. I'm not a, I'm not a guy that hates the Patriots. The Raiders never had a rivalry with the Patriots, ever. We got screwed on a stormy night 21 years ago. That's the extent of our rivalry with the Patriots. Four years ago, I'd have been okay with Brady. Ten years ago, absolutely. JT, watching him play this year, worst year of his career all across the board, touchdown passes, completion percentage, QBR, you name it. 
I don't believe guys get better at 47. I don't know that he has it in him. But here's what really would worry me about Brady. If the Raiders were like the 2015 Broncos and had a defense ready to come in and win a Super Bowl, you could game manage like Peyton Manning did going out the door. People got mad that Derek Carr wasn't mobile. What do you think they're going to do with Tom Brady with a porous offensive line? So now you're going to take all the money that should be earmarked to the defense? Your, your first priority, if you get Brady, has to be fixing the offensive line. I don't know if he gives them a good deal or not money-wise. I just don't think it works out. Well, Here's what worries me, J.T., the Raiders moved on from Derek Carr, and I don't think they have a clear-cut plan. I've said for five years, if you're going to get rid of Carr, you have to get somebody better. The guys better than Derek Carr aren't usually available. If you can pull Aaron Rodgers if he wants out, I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think you'd get four or five more years out of him. I love Tom Brady. If it was five years ago, I'd say absolutely. I'm betting on father time, JT. He's undefeated. Mm-hmm. Brady has not looked like Brady. He's had a couple of moments here and there. I just don't know. But even if you do get Brady, another year or two, you're looking at another quarterback. And if you do bring Brady in, you're hopefully your draft choice isn't going to be good enough to get a stud young quarterback. In two years, you're going to be looking for the whole quarterback carousel all over again. So You know, Chris, Chris, it, you know Chris, one thing quick before you go. What I love about this topic with you, our best caller, consistently is – you never give McDaniels credit for those six Super Bowls on my shows. You always say it's Brady, it's not McDaniels. You always say that. Then if Brady came here, he'd be with McDaniels, and you'd have to change your tune on who deserves credit when they win any, if they do win a game. I, I don't know how you'd handle it, because you won't give McDaniels any credit for the New England years. You want to give it all to Brady. Imagine if he comes here, your head would pop. Well, first off, JT, I would love to be wrong. Secondly, uh, again, the evidence points it was Brady. He went right on to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl, was a blown coverage away from being the title game, and was in the playoffs again this year. Check back with me when McDaniels does anything without a prime Tom Brady. I'd love Brady to come in, but the Brady we're bringing in now isn't the Tom Brady that McDaniels coached in New England. I just think father time is undefeated. Okay. What I'm seeing with Derek Carr, JT, this is the same scenario that that, that what that McDaniels went through with Jay Cutler made him a scapegoat the first year in, in Denver, and by the second year he didn't even make it through. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think the Raiders have a clear-cut plan. I'm very skeptical that they're going to upgrade the quarterback position, plus it's going to be somebody else coming in learning the system again. Mm-hmm. But you're wrong about that, JT. I'd love for my head to pop, and I'd love to be wrong, and I'd love Big Tom to come in here and win a Super Bowl, but my money's on father time. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing against McDaniels or Brady. I just think father time's undefeated, okay. and Brady has finally like he's got there. Thank you, my friend. Have a great time with your parents. Thanks, Chris. Chris in West Oakland. Let me give you more reality on the numbers with Tom Brady. Okay, 2019 was his last year with New England. He played 16 games before they went to the 17-game schedule that they have now. In that year, last year with the Patriots, 4,057 yards. This year with Tampa Bay, 4,694 yards. Final year in New England, 24 touchdowns. What I'm assuming is the final year in Tampa Bay, 25 touchdowns. Tom Brady's completion percentage this year, 66.8. 66.8, rounded up to 67. In 2019, last year in New England, when we had this topic of him leaving, 60.9. He had a better year this year than he had years ago in his last year in New England. Everybody's acting like he had a terrible year. Terrible? 
4,694 yards, 25 touchdowns, a 66.8 completion percentage. With half of his team injured all year, he played every game. Every game, 17 games at the age of 45. Didn't have an ACL, didn't have an MCL, doesn't need shoulder surgery. What's the problem? Oh, oh, he played bad last night, so his career's over? That's how we're judging his career? Last night against Dak? Come on. Come on, man. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. Snow Raider up in Tahoe, or I hope to ski up there soon. How are you? Hey, great. Thanks, JT. Thanks, Bobby. Um, I agree. Um, I think Brady is a done deal. Ever since December of 2021, when they announced the Super Bowl in Vegas, I think Mark Davis's eyes just lit up. He's already got a small taste of it with his uh, basketball team. They had the first professional parade in the capital entertainment of the world. Think about that for the Raiders marching down there. The history of the Raiders is bringing the good guys that have done well in the past. George Blanda, Plunkett, Gannon. It's the same scenario here. They're going to bring in Brady. They're going to reunite the band. They got the clocks ticking to get this Super Bowl for next year in Vegas. That's the way I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a new GM. New staff, now we're getting a new quarterback. Let's go Raiders. All right, I'm just, uh, you know, again, I don't know if they're going to sign Tom Brady or not, but there's a lot of important points that you said about what's going to happen with the Super Bowl coming here, what Mark Davis wants to win. This year they took a step back, not with their culture and not with their plan, but wins and losses, and he wants to get that back on track. A lot of conversation to talk about here with Tom Brady. If he comes, great. If he doesn't come, the show will be the same show. We'll get behind the quarterback who's here. Maybe it's even someone that is younger that has four MVPs and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers spoke. Wait to hear what he had to say. That's coming up next. Brought to you by Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Brady drops deep, looks deep, throws the ball down the far sideline. Receiver in the area. It's a caught ball. Is it caught? Held on to. Is it a touchdown? Julio. Julio Jones with a touchdown grab. Great fingertip catch in the far corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Where are you? JT, that was Brady's. Well, Brady's touchdown after that to Evans and the two-point. Two-point pass was great, but the interception in the end zone. Not very good. So we're evaluating Tom Brady's last game and the opportunity for him to potentially come here to Las Vegas. Counting on you to have opinions on this. 702-365-9200. As you just heard, we're brought to you by Remy Martin. They'll be having a one-minute commercial in the first quarter of the Super Bowl coming up, which we're excited about that. Remy Martin, our proud partner. The biggest day deserves the finest celebration. Remy Martin, team up for excellence as we continue on. Just a lot of fans out there excited about this offseason. I think there's going to be a lot of offseason information here this year. There's going to be a lot to absorb. There's a quarterback market. I don't remember it being this vibrant in nine years because Derek Carr, it's been nine years of Derek Carr, and we didn't have anybody to talk about other than the backup quarterback. So it was Derek Carr, Derek Carr for nine years, which was fun. Derek had some good years, a lot of great plays, a lot of great moments, and we wish Derek well going forward. But Tom Brady's at a different level. Aaron Rodgers is at a different level. And that leads me to Lamar Jackson. A lot of people are asking about Lamar Jackson, who can be franchise tagged. But he's acting a little bit off. It could be done. I don't know. I talked to a source who said that Steve Bashotti, the owner, is not giving him a dime. 
with his behavior. He didn't come see the team play. He didn't even go with the team to Cincinnati as Tyler Huntley was playing quarterback there in that game. And that's something I want to get into next hour. How is he not on the plane unless that relationship is dead? How is he not there? He's the perfect age to be the Raider quarterback. He'd be the greatest runner in Raider history. And he's already won an MVP. But what do you have to give up to get him? Raiders gave up a lot to get Devontae Adams, a first and a second round pick. That paid off. You got to give up more to get a new quarterback? Or can you get one for a Las Vegas hometown discount? Or do you got to just sit back at seven and wait for the best quarterback available? All topics we'll be talking about the entire offseason. Could take a while. It could happen pretty quickly.